0: Thessalonian you're fighting. He's the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's why no one will remember your name.
1: Hello, interwebs, and welcome to the next episode of Future Eclipse. Today, we're going to be covering a very cool guy. Calvin, who are we going to be covering today?
0: Today, we'll be covering the man, the legend, Nikola Tesla.
1: That's right, that's right. He is a legend, isn't he? Yes. So true, so so true. And he's a legend that has kind of uh, been swept aside. By the uh, educational system and the government and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um,
0: they, and. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, you know, they kind of put other scientists in the forefront when they shouldn't have really been there, like Einstein, for example. And Edison. Uh, uh, well, Edison was okay. I mean, we're going to get into that, but uh, he definitely had an ego problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I so, so uh, yeah, cool. So. Uh, we spent the last couple of days uh, researching uh Tesla and his life. And um, this time I think I'm gonna let Calvin start off. All so right. Calvin, why don't you start the uh start the video off with uh Nikolai Tesla's birth and where he was from.
0: Alrighty, so he was born july tenth, eighteen fifty six in Smiljan Austrian <laughs> Empire which is modern-day Croatia 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 okay That's and it. then he died January 7th 1943 in New York United States and he was 86 year old he died in his apartment alone and he uh, um sick. So Nikola Tesla created many projects, and he had over 300 patents for some of them. Most of the time, um, he couldn't get the patent because his technology was either stolen or used in different purposes. And the stuff that he's came up with in his, side, his head alone is just absolutely astonishing. Yes, it is. What he describes it is he gets these glimpse of light just out of nowhere and this actually started happening after his brother's death which happened in a horse race and then uh, he would get these glimpses of light uh, he would see these technologies appear in front of him he could disassemble them you know reassemble them figure out all their key parts and then he could do that in real life and it would work 100% of the time and over the years that he's done his projects not a single time he has failed yes that's right that's right now
1: let's back up a little bit because uh, even his birth was interesting because he was actually born at the stroke of midnight between uh, July 9th and 10th 1856 like right right on the cusp of those two dates and there was actually a huge electrical storm that night where he was living too where his parents were living at the time And uh, his father was a, uh, uh, Melutan was his name, uh, and he was an Orthodox priest. And um, Nikolai Tesla had this extraordinary imagination. Like you said, he could like see things and then almost reverse engineer them in his mind. Put them on paper and make them work. So that's pretty cool. Did you know? At age seventeen, he contracted cholera, cholera, What's and it called? almost took his life. And that was the thing that inspired his father to actually put him in school, because his father always wanted him to grow up as a priest in the in the church. But Tesla right. was—he didn't really want to have anything to do with that. He didn't have any interest, so um, he kept—he was always pushing his family to uh, allow him to go to school and take. Um, study the field of electricity, which yeah, is pretty damn cool. And in uh, 1877, at the age of 21, he, uh, he took a trip to uh, Graz, Austria, where he began his schooling uh, for that. And um, But just before that had happened, in uh, 1831 in England... Uh, Michael Faraday discovered the principle of electromagnetic induction, which helped Hmm. Nikola Tesla in his uh, discoveries as well. So, uh, one of the greatest inventions that, uh, or even one of the first inventions that Nikola Tesla had come up with is the,
0: what, Calvin? Wait. you know? Um... Which one? There's so many. Well,
1: his first one was the AC motor.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right. Yeah.
1: So, which was a a technology that basically changed civilization as we know it from that day forward. Because before that, it was all steam-powered stuff. And Edison was working on his direct current um, s- system of electricity, which was worse because they couldn't, the problem with direct current is you can't send it over a long path. You have to they had to have like power stations every mile or whatever it was. Whereas the principle Tesla came up with, with alternating current was they could send it for a long, long distance without losing any, any, um, volatility of the, um, power strength. Right. So that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, but before Edison worked on the DC motor, he had actually invented the uh the light bulb.
0: Well, invented that kind
1: of what put him in, put him on the map. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Uh, in 1880, Tesla had moved to uh, Budapest, and. he had a very close relationship with the Central Telegraph office there. And in uh, on June 6th, 1884, uh, he arrived in New York for the very first time at age
0: 28. Yep. Pretty cool, huh? That's when he started working at uh, Edison's plant there.
1: Exactly. He did, because Edison was looking for somebody to basically tweak his direct current motors... So he could uh, market it better,
0: right. which Nikolai which Tesla did. ended
1: up doing. That's correct. Uh, he was and actually
0: he Edison. Oh, go
1: ahead. I was just gonna say Edison had promised him fifty thousand dollars to do that. I
0: was that. gonna say the same thing.
1: And uh, he never ended up paying him in the end. So Nikolai yeah. Tesla basically quit. And uh, for about a year after that, he um, he worked uh, in New York City. Um, Burying the the copper cables for the uh, direct current uh, system for Edison. And then um, he uh, opened up his own um, shop, his own uh, test lab, I guess sure. you'd call it. You know what I yeah. mean? So um, he was actually, Tesla was actually hoping that Edison would help him with the development of AC current, which never happened because. Edison knew that Tesla had a sound um, theory, and because uh, they were in competition with each other, uh, Edison never helped him out. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and then yeah, May eighteen eighty eight um, after. Uh, Edison or Tesla spent some time developing the AC motor, they put it on display uh, to the world. And um, it took about five years to develop that motor and uh, make it work. And during that time, uh, he was granted about 22 patents for all the different components that would make up the, uh, the system. To get AC power to to people and to industry and things like this. Right? So that's pretty neat stuff. Anything right. to add there, Calvin?
0: Uh not really much. I mean, you listed a lot of the historic facts.
1: That's right, that's right. Uh now also uh right after Tesla had introduced AC power to the world, uh, George Westinghouse came into the scene and basically bought up all of the patents uh, for a million dollars. Then they started working together to develop that, uh, that, that system. And he yeah. was also promised, now this is kind of speculation because there's no actual paperwork to be found about this, but the speculation is that um westinghouse had promised tesla two dollars and fifty cents per horsepower that their motors produced as a royalty yeah which in the end he never got
0: per day or something oh wait really
1: yeah yeah so but that's just speculation because like i said there was no paperwork actually ever found to back yeah because tesla
0: ripped up his contract because he didn't want to do the science for money he wanted to do it for um the benefit of humanity.
1: That's right, exactly. A lot of Tesla's work, actually, if not all, was in regards to benefiting uh, civilization and humanity um, from their current standpoint in history. So, um, now at the same time that Westinghouse came into the scene, Edison started this disinformation campaign against their AC current uh, technology, uh, which he... Yeah, and he failed. He failed at that miserably,
0: and basically, he started like electrocuting horses. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like, dogs, let's just put animals and
1: elephants and horses on the on the on the streetcar tracks and electrocute them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's exactly. insanity. Kind of seems like the way the deep state's operating these days, too.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of scary, dude. Goodbye, so, close close coordination there.
1: That's right. That's right. It's probably all the same, probably all the same people, you know, because the deep state goes back millennia. So, you know, Um, and then on uh, May 1st, 1893, uh, the World Fair in Chicago happened, which really revolutionized everything because uh, now in order to get in uh, to the World Fair, they actually had to tender a contract and they were against Edison. And Edison was trying to display his DC. Tesla was trying to display his AC motor. Uh, now Edison, his cost was about a million dollars where Teslas and Westinghouse's, uh, um, they they said they could do it for half that price at 500,000. So they were actually the winner of that tender. So yeah. Um, yeah, now the crazy the food thing, food. what's that? They even proved that it was a better choice. Exactly, exactly. Um, Now, the crazy thing that happened at that time, as soon as uh, Westinghouse and Tesla were awarded the contract, a judge came on the scene and said they couldn't use any of the Edison light bulbs. Hmm. So Tesla had to quickly develop a two-stage bulb, which he did, and they used those bulbs uh during the fair. So that that's kind of right. a neat piece of history too. And uh luckily for them, there was a really powerful guy that had attended the fair. Um uh, and his name was just to hang on there, I know I got it. Um Lord Calvin. Now Lord Calvin hey. was heading up the international an international commission to find alternate sources of power. And since Lord Calvin attended the fair, he saw what Tesla's and Westinghouse's uh, inventions could do. So he gave them the contract to start developing the, uh, the power source for Niagara Falls. So, and that's something that Tesla had always dreamed about when he was a child. He always had these these visions come into his mind of seeing the falls and seeing a big kind of wheel turbine type of thing to draw the electricity out of that. So that's kind of the direction they went there, which is kind of pretty cool. So um, uh, in 1896, the uh, Niagara Falls system went online for the first time, which incorporated three... 5,000 horsepower alternators, and just to power the local vicinity, which over time actually spread over 300 miles and eventually started powering New York City too. And that was basically the start of having electricity provided to rural communities and cities uh, that were a distance from, from the power plants. You know what I mean. So that's that's actually really interesting information. That's right. You know what I mean. So so yeah, and and of course during this time he was Tesla was working on uh, wireless energy. Did you read anything about that, Calvin?
0: Yes, I read a whole whack. I know there was a guy that um, stole the patent for the first radio because um, Tesla's uh, workshop actually got burned down. Correct. So he had to scavenge, scavenge his stuff. And that was Marconi out of uh, Italy. Marconi. That's right. And Marconi
1: actually tried to file the patents with the U.S. Patent Office and was declined because they were too similar to Tesla's patents mm-hmm. because Tesla had already patented that. Yeah. So Marconi kind of failed in that respect there too for a little while.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, do we want to talk about his uh, ionosphere device? Yeah, we're gonna get into that later. Okay. Um, so these things
1: kind of go into sequence. You know what I mean? Because he had so many inventions going on. So we're gonna try and keep it keep the timeline.
0: I didn't straight. really put the timeline together. I just watched a bunch of stuff and read a bunch of stuff and put it into a doc. Oh, okay.
1: Well, the first thing actually they invented after the Niagara Falls system was the Tesla coil, which he had also kind of been working on previously as side projects, but he put more effort into it at that point. Uh, and basically a Tesla coil, um, it steps up the voltages of electricity at high frequency. And uh, it's kind of transmitted like a, um, like a radio signal kind of deal. So um, just a couple of things about Tesla that uh, maybe a lot of people don't know. Uh, Nikolai Tesla had never married. And as a matter of fact, he was so entrenched in his uh, inventions and discoveries that he didn't really have any interest in women at the time. He, um, but, he didn't really like their jewelry, he didn't like their perfume, you know. He didn't really like touching their hair, kind of didn't like the touchy-feely kind of thing. And he just had many phobias surrounding women, so he never really uh, hooked up with anybody.
0: But, well, there was, like, I think he got married, not married, but like he was in love with a pigeon or something.
1: Well, yeah, actually, uh, during his time in New York... He often would take walks to uh, the park and feed the pigeons.
0: Even in the morning at a certain time, they'd always come and fly in and he'd feed them that way as well.
1: That's right, exactly. That's right. So he had he had quite a thing with pigeons. He even he had pictures in his uh, hotel room of pigeons. <laughs> yeah. So, But hey, everybody's got their gig, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. Um, so after the Tesla coil... Uh, they started uh, developing things like the neon light and fluorescent light that was his baby too and uh, also uh, the first x-ray they took they invented that as well for uh, for um, checking your bones and things like that in your body Um, 1890 they had invented the um, illuminated vacuum tube as well um Yep, uh, well, he he basically held a bulb in his hand.
0: Oh, oh yeah. And the bulb the was
1: able was lit up, and yeah. he used his body as a conductor for the electricity. So that was that's that's it. Basically, proved his theory of wireless energy transmission. He knew at that point if he could do that that the transmitting energy wirelessly through through the air would, would be possible. And that's when they started work at Colorado Springs on the big Tesla tower. And that was in the summer of
0: 1899.
1: Why don't you talk about the, the tower, Calvin?
0: All right, so he had an, an idea for a device that could tap into the earth's ionosphere, which generates great electricity and could be harnessed through his device Because Tesla said the Earth is like a huge magnetic electric generator because the poles are constantly rubbing and creating that electricity which gets trapped in the ionosphere. And then you get limitless limitless energy which you can tap into from the Earth.
1: Correct, correct. Actually, I made a mistake. The work at Colorado Springs was actually a... um... It was a, it was a, some secret experiments that they were conducting. Now the word is that the government had asked him to research the death rate.
0: Yes, actually. So and that and that's yeah.
1: kind of always been some speculation. We don't know if that actually that happened or not, but there seems to be a lot of uh, evidence pointing in that direction. But it's something we'll probably never know for sure. Um, and when, when they were testing this thing, it was basically like a, like a, like a little barn or, or, or shed. And they had this kind of big coil on the inside. And out the roof, they had this big, uh, tall, uh, uh, like a flagpole with a copper foil um, ball on the top Ooh, that end. one. Yeah, and when they started this thing up, it actually melted the generators in the town down the way. That's how much electricity Ooh. from the atmosphere of this thing was drawing. So it's pretty crazy and the townspeople started to get freaked out because they could see off because the um, experimenting was taking place like up in the mountainside and the town was down below. So they could see all this, all the lightning going off where he was and they could hear the cracks from the electricity going. So they started to get freaked out a bit, right? So <laughs> kind of interesting stuff right there. That'd be cool. Yeah. And um, and that's basically after that happened. That's when J.P. Morgan came into the scene. Yeah, because J.P. Morgan offered Tesla one hundred and fifty thousand dollars at that time to develop the worldwide broadcasting center. And that's where the later
0: got taken down for real estate building because they got ran out of fundings.
1: Well, no, that's where the big tower came in for the, uh, to, to, uh, develop wireless energy.
0: Yeah. Because
1: he didn't actually tell, he didn't actually tell JP Morgan at the time what his true intention was. And his true intention was to develop wireless energy. And the broadcast center was just like a front so he could get the funding. But he had a problem getting the broadcast, uh, center, uh, going. And he eventually, and he ran out of money and he eventually had to yeah. talk to JP Morgan to try and get more money out of him for, um, for research.
0: Well, what he actually had to do was um, show JP what he was doing to get the funding afterwards because he wouldn't.
1: That's right. And JP Morgan had already spoken to Marconi. And he actually gave the money to Marconi. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was basically what killed Tesla. Because Tesla had no more money at that point. He was penniless. And um, he basically survived... Um, through the right, help correct. of his, all his friends. And uh, interestingly enough, um, Westinghouse was the one who paid for his uh, hotel room in New York. Till the day he died. For all the contributions he had made uh, to the AC power community. Because at that point, the uh, 20-year patents had run out. So he wasn't getting any more money from those either.
0: <laughs>
1: right? And right. since he sold all the patents off anyway to... Um, to Westinghouse, he, he wouldn't got any money from that anyway. So, right. um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, the summer of, uh, 1900 is when they moved to, uh, Shoramong Island. And that's where they began to work on, uh, Wardenclyffe, the big tower.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it was about 187 feet tall. And the, the tower structure itself was separate from the power building that was close to it. But the power building was actually kept a secret uh, from J.P. Morgan until Tesla had to go back and talk to him for more money. And uh, um, Yeah, so um, he could never get it working properly. Um Though, in his later life, uh, when he was basically huddled in his New York hotel, and he wouldn't leave, and he was still, like, uh, befriending his pigeon friends and things like that. Um, there was a time that come up where they thought, actually, he was going to get the Nobel Peace Prize uh, hmm. with uh, Thomas Edison. Uh, it was put in the papers and all this stuff. So he kind of got this, he was re inspired and he started hanging out with his friends again and stuff like this. And at that point is when he said he had solved the problem of wireless energy, but he was never actually able to put it to the test because he just didn't have the money to do it. So, uh, yeah, he died, uh, quietly, uh, in his hotel room in New York on January 7th. Uh, 1943, Calvin, was that correct? 43, yep. And he was uh, age 86. Now, there's a bit of discrepancy on his age because of the simple fact that he was born at the stroke of midnight between the 9th and 10th. So, some say he was 86 and some say he was 87, so it doesn't really matter, I guess, which way you want to look at that. I mean, what's a year in a guy's life anyway? So, um... But that's when some really interesting things started to happen. Um, On his passing, he didn't have a will. And he had a stepbrother, I guess, uh, still in Croatia. And the stepbrother wanted to take possession of all his belongings in the hotel room. But the government stepped in because he didn't have a will and said, No, we're going to keep this until we figure it out. And that's basically when the FBI got a hold of all these... These documents, and we think it was like that because they were suspect of this death ray development. Yeah, and they didn't want other nation or spies getting a hold of that information and exploiting that. So they went And in a nar- lot of
0: the a lot of the files from Nikola Tesla's file case are missing because that's right. They've been taken.
1: That's right, exactly. And a lot of people they said. Nikolai Tesla had mentioned to one of the workers of the hotel room, it was like a, um, a busboy or something, that one day, I guess, the busboy came in to bring him some food or whatever. And Tesla was talking to him and he pointed to the ground to this box and he's like, This is where the death rate material is. Uh, since that was the only guy he told, I think that's, I guess, the busboy must have said something to somebody and that's what sparked the, uh, the interest in that, which was never found, by the way. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, this is where Trump's uncle comes in, John G. Yeah. Trump. Now, a lot of people think that John G. Trump was actually with the FBI, working with the uh, for the FBI, but that's false. Uh, John G. Trump was actually a professor at MIT in Boston or in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and the FBI had asked him to review the documentation of Tesla and to give his opinion on it. So that's where that comes into play. So obviously Trump knew about this stuff growing up through mm-hmm. what through the information that his uncle had seen uh, through the Tesla papers. So right, interesting, interesting. Very. You know good. what I mean? So this is why we believe that Trump is kind of the disclose the president for disclosure because he actually grew up knowing this stuff anyway. So that's pretty cool. Any closing remarks there, Calvin?
0: I just wanna go over one quote he has. Um sure. and that'd be the day science begins to study non physical phenomenon will be the pro it will make more progress in one decade than in all previous centuries of existence.
1: Cool. Cool. When did he say that, do you know?
0: Uh no clue. It was just by him.
1: one of the interesting things about Tesla as well was that Tesla was a very conscious oriented individual meaning that he always believed that there was more to our reality than just what we saw he always believed if, that go ahead
0: if you want to get a lot of information on that I was just about to watch a video I watched like five minutes of it uh, there's an interview with Nikola Tesla on YouTube, it's not his actual voice, but it's the lines from the interviewer and Nikola Tesla, and it gives a lot of his life and his beliefs in humanity and the energy around the Earth and universe. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So it's just kind of like a reenactment of an actual interview that I'd had occurred. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was very much in touch with uh, the consciousness of the uh, of our reality and stuff like that, and we we're pretty sure that he was guided by outside forces, whether you know, it be the source, God, or possible ETs, who knows, but his entire existence is just like kind of interesting because he had invented things that people still don't understand today. And I know what you were trying to get at earlier, Talking about the ionosphere stuff, you're talking about HARP.
0: Right? I don't think that.
1: Because he invented that technology too.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: not sure if that's everybody what knows I was that. Talking about. But there's a, there's a big HARP installation up in uh, Alaska. Um, I can't remember the name, Gallepo or something like this. Uh, that's where it's parked. But essentially, what HARP does is it takes millions of watts of energy and fires it into the ionosphere and bends the ionosphere oh no! and I wasn't they say that you didn't know about that
0: i wasn't talking about that
1: oh okay so yeah they shoot up gigawatts of electricity into the ionosphere and it bends the ionosphere essentially this bending of the ionosphere causes weather change Plus other things. They originally had invented it uh, to transmit wireless energy, but it, there seemed to be some side effects to that that they didn't realize initially. So, yeah. that's kind of cool, too.
0: You know, One I've always thing, been
1: interested in harp.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. The, um, the weather-changing machine. That's right. <laughs> um, another thing I do want to touch on is... Um, fascination that Nikola Tesla had on the numbers 3, 6, and 9, and he called them the key of the universe.
1: Yes, yes, that's correct. Oh, he's doing something here. Hang on. I'm not sure what he's doing. Got something going on.
0: Hello? Hello? Okay, my headset died. Ha <laughs> ha!
1: Nice, nice. So uh, continue on with what you were saying. Three, six, nine.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the key numbers of the universe are three, six, and nine. So okay. You can see this uh, literally everywhere. Um, pyramids. He was very fascinated with. Yes, and, actually, that is very true. Yeah, and the measurements of the pyramids. Actually, forgot to list this last time. But the measurements, um, if you were to, I think it's times or divide by a specific number. I forget which one. It's uh, it's in the thousands. Okay. But it creates the shape of the earth. It tells you the exact dimensions of the earth.
1: No way, dude.
0: Yeah. And here we go. Um, That's
1: interesting stuff.
0: Yeah. Give me a second. I know there's a lot more on it because... Yes, right here. Um... No. Give me a second. Wrong website. Children, I tell you. (laughs) Give me a second. The headset keeps dying on me. (laughs) Oh, boy, I had this one website I was. My looking son at. will learn yeah,
1: organization soon okay. enough. I tell you. Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Cal is having headphone issues. Hang on. So. Uh Uh-oh. I think he's lost it. What are you doing?
0: Okay, I'm getting tons of problems right now. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, My gosh. Um... No, I had it. Okay, so you know that um, Da Vinci diagram of the body with four arms and four legs, like that. Yep, yeah, that kind
1: of matches um, what they found on Mars, with the face and the, the multi-sided pyramid. Man, you put that all together, what do you get?
0: And it also correlates with the numbers three, six, and nine, which also a scientist—I don't know which one. But if you research it, um, there's a guy that said that's the fourth dimension, and then oh, really? all the other numbers up to eight are our third dimension, and it's the infinity of our universe—the three, six, and nine. No way. Yeah.
1: Cool. I did skim past by something like that when I was going through the material for our study, but uh, I didn't um, touch upon it. So I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Actually, that's good. That's good to know. We'll have to take a take an episode and look into that a little bit deeper to see where it takes us.
0: Oh, here we go. Found it. I found oh. it. Okay. righty yeah, then. <laughs> so uh, the number three, throughout history, was viewed in um, by ancient civilizations and different cultures, religions, spiritual mystics, even in science it plays a major role like it's really insane the amount of progress we can achieve with just the numbers three six and nine if we put that in our everyday life nikola tesla did that by like for example he walked around his house or the block three times before entering no way Um, i did not know that he wiped his plates with 18 napkins 18 napkins 18 napkins yeah interesting and there is one more it was uh something to do with a nine but yeah anyways uh so it signifies unity perfection creation uh the bases even the cosmos so that's number three it's the tripod of life cool number six is doubled three and then twice as powerful Sublimited as the universal duality or duality genders duality yes cool uh when positive and negative energies are part of the whole you get the the nine which is three and six together which is creation
1: that's the square root of three yeah or the square of three
0: yeah but even if you add three and six you get nine yeah Uh, And then nine was, uh, signifies the divine, uh, representing Mm -hmm. both singularity and the initial point of the whole being. Cool. Um, Nine represents everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. The seed of life. That's what I was trying to get. I
1: definitely, we'll we'll have to definitely take a look further into this, Calvin. That's uh, that's really of interest to me, actually.
0: It's a big topic. That's why I was mm. kind of stumbling on what I was saying.
1: That is wild stuff, right there, sir. And then, furthermore, kind of asserting that Tesla was more like godly, divine, mm-hmm.
0: put on He's earth more kind of deal. Because inner being.
1: Yeah, because like the universe does do that to us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Trump, for example. They put Trump here when uh, when people thought that oh, hope was lost, you know, all of a sudden Trump shows up and he's going to start running for president. Well, the same thing kind of happened with like Einstein, Tesla, um, you know, people Vinci, like this. Picasso, yeah, Da Vinci. Yeah, exactly. Always. doesn't matter if you're like an artist, whether like that's for painting or music, whatever it might be
0: if you feel you have a higher purpose in life then you do
1: you probably do that's right exactly always go with your gut intuition it never fails you just listen to it properly and you have to be at peace to listen to it effectively so that's where meditation comes in home
0: praying hey did you watch the uh
1: the inner body what did you happen to catch the david wilcock video last night no I did not the uh, we did a meditation at the end of that it was actually a really good video and he actually kept it fairly short and organized <laughs> so because oh, wow. uh, a lot of his other earlier videos he like rambles on for three or four hours it's like crazy but last night's one mm-hmm. was actually really good and they touched upon the current situation in US, US politics and global politics as well and because there was um, a really interesting article that came out of um, Israel this week did you catch it? About uh, the Galactic Federation.
0: Sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, so this article came came out, and uh, they had one of the U.S. generals talking about it, or or whatever he was, and they were saying that um, there is an E.T. alliance with Earth called the Galactic Federation, but the main point of the article was saying that the reason... ETs or aliens haven't shown themselves to the entire public yet is because the people aren't ready, which I think is a bunch of horse poo. You know, the only reason we aren't ready is because the government keeps suppressing that suppressing that information from us. So how can you possibly say that we're not ready if that's the case? Like they don't know how people are going to react honestly when they when ETs show up. Nobody knows that. You know, it's just like seeing a new animal or a new person for the first time. Of course, there's going to be some shock value to it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, okay, there's a lot of people out there in the universe or on Earth that believe that, you know, we are the only species, intelligent species out there. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, how can you possibly think that we are the only intelligent species in this universe of trillions of galaxies? It just, it's not going to happen. you know we are actually probably the youngest of a lot of species because like the Nordics, for example they live for 3,000 years (laughs) right and they're they're actually within close proximity to us so uh, they're the same guys that gave us the uh, 20 and back technology uh, for the secret space program so which Corey Good talks about and uh, a whole pile of other people (laughs) you know what I mean William Tompkins to Henry Smith whatever um so yeah right on dude just, that was a great episode I loved it oh he's got something more for us hang on whoa, whoa.
0: one more thing I on say, dad a picture in discord it's What's... um I don't think he got a patent for it of course because government but so this is a thing he created in his mind and he put down on paper was a uh, UFO basically had advanced technology that could um go against gravity if you want to call, call anti-gravity then go ahead as you can clearly see here inside the cockpit he also had flat screens <laughs> definitely weren't back then yeah so really that in mind um yeah that's basically that's what i have for that that's all I oh have. really
1: let's see if i can bring it up just a sec uh... Yeah, that's pretty cool looking. Mm-hmm. Can you see that?
0: I don't know if they can.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool right there. Interesting, interesting, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Huh. Really cool. Now there has actually always been speculation that uh, he, um, they did do, um, uh, and he did work on anti-gravity, right? Yeah. So. But no one knows for sure, right? Like, there's, like, the death ray. Who knows, man? But it's definitely within the realm of possibility. Like,
0: Oh, yeah. You, you Nobody ever knows
1: about who's doing what for the military
0: or government. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Always in their top secret drawers. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Anything more to add for today, Calvin?
0: I think that's it.
1: All right, all right. That sounds good. So we're probably going to do one more episode, and then we're going to have Christmas. So I think what we'll do, Calvin, the next time, how about we take a break from some of the research stuff, and we'll start talking about current events, because I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up this week that's uh, going to be extremely important, obviously, with what happened uh, with the Supreme Court on Friday night, saying that they were not going to take up the Texas case, which is... As far as I can see, they're a bunch of chickens, like, and they yeah. violated the Constitution by doing so. And they further, like, further exposed themselves. Now you got seven judges, three of them are, of which were Trump um, candidates or nominees, sorry. And they, uh, they didn't want to touch it. You know what I mean? So really? it's going to be real interesting what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Possible insurrection act enactment. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, obviously, the, the alliance is trying to keep it um, civilized. You know, they were hoping that the court process would work out. It still might because there's still a whole pile of other lawsuits going on, even though, I mean, let's face it, the Texas suit was kind of dropped on us at the last minute. um what was it, a week or so ago or whatever it was, uh, even though all this other stuff was still going on anyway. You know, so it was kind of like a last minute addition. So even though it failed, don't give up. Because there's still lots going on.
0: Never give up.
1: Never give up. That's right. Fight on, patriots. Fight the good fight. That's why we're all here. You know what I mean? We want to live in a free, civilized society without any constraints on knowledge or anything like that. And we're definitely moving towards that right now. We just got to finish this fight once and for all. And that's not to say that 2021 isn't going to be any better than 2020.
0: Could be actually worse.
1: That's right. And now that we also find out that the Canadian government has been training Chinese troops in our soil and their, and their military brass in our colleges.
0: Oh, really?
1: Oh yeah. You gotta look that up man. Ezra Levant from Rebel Ooh. News got the information from uh, Global Affairs. And they actually had redacted it, but not heavily enough. You could actually see the printing underneath the, fr- the friggin' marker, <laughs> so he was able oh, to read wow. the entire document except for small, small portions of it. And uh, Ezra was actually on uh, Tucker Carlson um, Thursday, I believe it was Thursday or Wednesday night, talking about it as well. So that was uh, that was a good. Uh, it was nice to see Ezra on national television because he does a lot of good work I and. Mean, Rebel News is always getting attacked. But they are winning in court. Every every uh, ticket, unlaw, unlawful ticket that the government hands out for this silly COVID business, which is a friggin' infringement on our constitutional rights, gets tossed out of court. So, um, you know, interesting days ahead, my friend. Interesting days. Indeed. Indeed. So that is all for now. Thanks for watching. This was a really good time, and uh, we will see you all later. Bye for now.